Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. A very good morning to you, Brian. Hello. Hope you and our listeners all well. Yes, uh, absolutely well. Looking forward to spring. I think uh, we've had the, the last cold front, right? So, um, yeah, hopefully it gets warmer and brighter from here on, Brian. Yeah, summer's on its way. I mean, another couple of days in January, we've got summer. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're going to continue the discussion then talking about the uh, withdrawals on retirement fund. And, uh, you know, of course, you continue to help us in terms of knowing whether or not we've saved enough for a retirement, Brian. Yeah. So I wanted to carry on this week with how does one know if you saved enough for retirement? Because always people say, everyone's saving. I've got a, I'm a member of a pension fund, provident fund. I've got unit trusts. I've got Satrix. So, but no one really correlates how much you've actually got and what that's going to mean at retirement. But before we start, can I, before we start, can I just deal with a bit of some information for our listeners? Um, and that is about wills. Uh, the National Wills Week will take place from the 13th to the 17th of September. And the reason I'm giving our listeners forewarning is because Fluxman's attorneys sent me an email this week saying to me that, you know, and the, the importance of a will is critical, and they will do a will, a basic will, we do, will be drawn up free of charge. And the importance of having a properly and professional drafted will will be explained to anyone who wants to wants to service. Sorry, let me turn my email. Anyone who wants to service, they will receive a copy of their will, and Fluxman will not insist that they be appointed as the executor of the estate. But will will week will only offer the drafting of basic wills free of cost. No wills will be redrafted. So I'm just letting our, our listeners know that there are many legal firms that are, are participating in National World Week. It's always critical that you have a will. The difficulty of not having a will, I've got two situations now. I've got a couple who died and left young children, didn't have a will. Problem now about where the money goes, goes into the Guardian Fund. There's been this one act case where a young child is written to Sir Ramaphosa trying to get money out of the Guardian's fund and can't get money out of the fund. And another case of a, a father dying with no will, and now it's what's called dying in test state, and it's a, it's a total mess of when the family are going to get money. So if critical, you don't have, need to have a complicated will. But the attorneys around the country are offering um, to do wills, and in your area, wherever you may be, contact a few attorneys, find out if they are, and between the 13th and the 17th, they will draw up a will. I know in Johannesburg, Fluxman's attorneys are doing it, um, and that spells F-L-U-X-M-A-N-S, attorneys. Just thought that would be interesting for our listeners. Oh, that's great news, uh, Brian. And yeah, it's yep. such an important issue that 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 you're raising with us. You make you, you know, last year we had this conversation about wills, and you're reminding me that I told myself I would do it, and then yeah. You know, people need to get it. You know, eighty percent of people around the world don't have wills. Mm. That's just such a complication if you don't. The, you know, the master's office is inundated with claims, inundated because of COVID. Never expected. People are working remotely, so the master's office is working very slowly to get to get uh, anything out of the master's office at the moment is very very difficult uh, to get letters of executorship if you do have a if you do have a will. But it's a, it's a mess. So 
but get yourself a will. Otherwise, the problems are you have to go to the master's office and wait for the master to decide who's going to become the executor. It's a nightmare. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for that, uh, right. Brian. And L L F L U attorneys. Um, it's Fluxman. You know, F L Fluxman's. Oh, Fluxman. Okay. F L U. X M A N S attorneys. Ah, I uh, see. But, but you know, a lot of people all over the all over the country speak to legal firms, phone them, and find out are they doing wills. I tell you why. You're going to have to make an appointment, and I don't tell you how quickly the, the the appointment books will fill up. So, 13th to the 17th is National Wills Week, and many uh, um, attorneys around the country will do a will free of charge. All right. Brian, let's do this. Let's take a quick break and then we'll continue with the conversation on the retirement issue. Kathy Mosasana on SAFM. We continue talking finance with Brian Hirsch. Uh, Brian, the floor is yours in terms of uh, some of the requ- uh, requests that you've been getting during the month where uh, retirement questions are concerned. Yeah, well, the question now is how does one know if you have enough saved for retirement? Mm. So that's it. Now, let, let me give it, let me, and, and often uh, maybe uh, our listeners should get a pen and they can write down, pen or pencil. But simply, it's all about two numbers. It's only about two numbers. The first number is what capital will you have available at retirement? Now, that's a big question because many people are young and they don't know. So I'm suggesting that they get together with a financial planner to to do some calculations for them because they're going to need to do two things. The first is how much capital do you need at retirement and how much income are you going to need to match that capital. So what will that capital be be, and how does that correlate in terms of how much income it's going to be? So you need to always understand that when you reach retirement, you've got to be concerned about inflation, your longevity, the risks associated with how you invest your money, and then obviously the behavior. And I'll deal with behavior last. So So many people believe that when you get to retirement, you need to become very conservative. But in many cases, this is not true because, because you may have saved and had many interruptions in your savings plans. You may have started late to save. You may have saved too little. So it's important to understand that when you reach retirement, it's no longer sporadical. Uh, it's now how much money do you need on a monthly basis because it's got to be regular. So you want certainty on a monthly basis. So I always explain that there are three things that you should make sure that when you reach retirement have been taken care of. The first is you have no debt. The second is you have a home paid for. And thirdly, you have adequate um, health protection. So you need to understand that if you've managed to achieve that, the current, your current income after tax today, you can deduct all the expenses that you should no longer have when you're at retirement, such as you sh- you, we've said you shouldn't have debt costs, education should be over, and when you reach for su- uh, retirement, you're not going to be saving anymore. You're not going to be drawing from your investments and saving money because what you will do is you'll just draw less and not put, your, put money into savings. So that's also. So if you do that calculation, so take someone who's earning 30,000 rand a month now, 
And after all deductions, pension and tax, they've got 30,000. Their debt is 14,000. The education costs are 3,000 and savings is 3,000. So when they get to retirement, if they retire today and, and have all these matters taken care of, if they earn 30, they can deduct 20 that they won't have at retirement. They'll only need 10,000 then to that. So Kathy, whatever your age is today, if that's your situation, you will need 10,000. Now you need to double that every 14 years because with inflation at 5%, money halves or you need to double. So, t so what, if you need a 10,000 today, in 14,000, 14 years you need 20,000, in another 14 years, 40,000 and at 865, 45. So you've got your first number. You know that, Kathy, how old are you? May I ask you? 34. Oh, perfect. You will need virtually four and a half times your after-tax income at retirement, taking into account you've paid off all your expenses. You can do that calculation. So we've got number number one. Now, don't get a fright. Because remember, we're talking many years ahead. We're talking, in your case, Kathy, 60, 65. We're talking anything from 26 to 30 years time. So don't get a fright because with inflation this is how, and, and with growth on money, that's what happens. Stage two is to find out how much actually have you got invested. And this is where you'll need the help of a financial advisor. Because whatever you've got invested today, you've got to... You then got to now estimate a rate of return. Say you estimate eight percent on that money. You've got current. You're continuing with savings, and you've got to calculate that every month if you're putting money away into pensions or any other savings, whether it be retirement funds, bank accounts, investment properties, inheritance. What will that add up to? And someone's got to help you calculate that second figure. And and I've done a calculation that someone that needed. Um, that needs 10,000 rand a month after all expenses, after tax, after medical aid, after expenses, who will need 45,000 rand at age 65, will need capital of 8.1 million. So you've now got to take what you've got saved today, plus what you're going to be saving every month thereafter, and see how that correlates to the capital versus giving you income. And that's how you find out whether you've got enough savings. You need to engage with a financial planner who can do this. It's not a difficult exercise, but it will show you whether you'll have a shortfall or whether maybe you'll have, you'll have more than what you needed. The danger of this whole plan, Cathy, mm. is behavior. People reach retirement, and instead of having saved and paid off their home, they take part of their retirement money and they pay off their home. That's the wrong time to be paying off the home. The second thing they do is they do things with their money that is meant to give them an income at retirement and now they, their behavior, they lend their children money, they may go into business, they may do alterations on their home, they may do all different things that they shouldn't be doing. But it's two numbers. It's one, what you earn today as if you had retired, calculating what that will, what, how much you'll need with inflation at, say, about a 5% rate and calculating where you are in that um, calculation towards retirement. Brian, I'm just looking at this figure based on uh, the numbers that you've been working on, right? The, the 30,000 rand take-home. 8.1 million at retirement, it seems a little out of reach. No, it doesn't seem a little bit out of reach because mm. you've got to remember you've got 25 years. 
Mm. And, and, and people have got money in pension. They may have in their pension fund at age, at age 35, they may already have in their pension fund 300,000. So just to put that in perspective, without future contributions, in 30 years' time, 300,000 rand at an 8% return will be, that alone will be 4.8 million rand. All right. Okay. Fair so, enough. So, so what I'm trying to say, here I'm using 8.1, but 300,000 in a pension fund at age 35, at age 65, will give you close on 4.8 million without future contributions. That's purely based on 8% growth. Mm. Now you've got future contributions. So what I'm trying to say, if you do the numbers, you'll see it, it makes so much sense. Those who are in their 40s and 50s, it's problematical because they may not have really made those savings and they're not going to have the power of compound interest. But I'm suggesting to our listeners, if you're worried about retirement and you want to do the calculations, get together with a financial planner in your region. Uh, All financial planners are governed by phase. They have to give you appropriate advice. There's opportunities for those financial advisors. If you meet with them, maybe you're going to do more business with them. Maybe they're going to take over your existing portfolios, but you take everything into account. The power of compound interest. Okay. Eighth wonder of the world. (laughs) We've got George, who's on the line from Fixburg. George, good morning. Good morning, Casey. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good, good. Uh, Brian, good morning. Yes, good. Um, I've been trying to call your office for a while now without um, anyone picking up the line. Anyway, um, there are some other people who understand the power of compound interest differently. Um, my issue is with uh, MSC. The, you know, like there's usually this thing of um, um, you buy, you get a car this month, and then you start paying maybe uh, from the following month or something like that. Mm. What what they seem to have done in my account is they calculated the interest that would have accrued uh, by the time I start making the first payment, which would have been um, a month, the following month. And then they capitalized that interest on the first day of the the contract, subsequently charged another interest at the end of the first month, which was August 2016 and so on going forward. So after I picked up that from my statements, um, I confronted them, they denied there's anything wrong. At some point, somewhere, they decided to say they are going to, they are offering to write back only the portion that um, they had uh, marked up my price with. So I refused that because they would have charged interest on that. And then um, they said I should go to the Ombudsman for Banking Services if I'm, I'm still unhappy. Everyone George, to the Ombudsman. Hello. George, I'm going to just pause yes. you there. Just stay on the line for me. It's 10.30. Let me go to Nomsa with the latest headlines and we'll continue with George. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We're talking finance with Brian Hirsch, George on the line from Fixburg. Uh, George, you can continue. Just you were at the ombudsman raising uh, concerns about how much you were charged in terms of your car purchase. Yes, um, the ombudsman, they, they, they did contact the bank and so on. But the short, the short of the whole thing is that the final response from the OBSSA is that they don't have the proper actual skills needed to verify whether the calculations we are talking about are correct or not because they are cleaning, they are having people who are trained legally and not financially. 
now Tourism, I am the ombudsman is saying now I should find an expert who will do the calculations for me. But they don't say where I should be taking the matter to. As we speak right now, they closed my 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 case. So I just don't know what to do. I do have right now with me three different transaction histories from the MFC about my account. They started different at different places. The one starts with 160,000, the other one at 164. So it depends on who they are talking to. If you send them George, one... Can I stop you there? The, the, the one segment. Yes. Let's go back to the... Let, 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 let the studio take you back. Uh, they'll take your number, they'll give me your number, and I'll give you a call. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Uh, so we'll get George in touch with Brian and uh, Brian will let us know what some of the issues may be because you do see a lot of these deals, Brian, where yeah. uh, car companies are saying, you know, you don't have to pay installment for X amount of months when you buy this car. So it would be good to, to actually hear the outcome of that. Um, yeah. Message here uh, from Anonymous. Could you ask Mr. Hirsch how often one should how often should one's retirement annuity funds be reviewed? Uh, that's a question there on the WhatsApp line, Brian. Yes, I, it's not about your retirement fund being renewed. I think you're, you should be doing a financial review at least once a year, and that financial review does also have a look at two other aspects. One, look at your will, and look at who the beneficiaries are under your policy. Uh, you know, sometimes people forget to change beneficiaries. Uh, other people have passed on and they've left the same people um, as beneficiaries. So it's a complete financial review, and you should be doing it at least once a year. All the calculations uh, to have a look at, are you on track? So, yearly. Okay. Ivory, you're calling us from Claxdorp. Good morning. Good morning, Kitty. How are you? I'm well, and thank you. Welcome to the right. show. Okay, thank you so much, Kuku. Mm. Welcome back to you. Yes, I just wanted uh, to ask Brian just a simple question. Um, I'm just a, a woman who's just about to retire, so I just wanted to know the advantages and disadvantages of retiring in the government. I'm working for the government and maybe retiring, you know, taking your retirement to 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 the police, to insurance, sorry. Yeah. Kathy, there are a lot of advantages of of leaving your retirement funds with government. Mm. Obviously, you're entitled to take a certain amount in cash. How long have you been with government? How long have you been in the GEMS fund? Government mm. uh, employee pension fund? How long? 30 years now. Okay, so you've got a lot of years of service. And that and that pension fund is is quite a good pension fund. The returns have not been bad at all. You need to have a look. You're entitled to take some amount in cash. Uh, you also, because you were there prior to 1998, there's a certain amount over and above the tax-free amount you could take. That you could take, but you need to have a look at the impact of taking it to into the private um, uh, pension funds versus government. What benefits there are, and you also need to look at what benefits you lose because if you stay in government fund. Am I correct that you still get a contribution to your medical aid? Yes. So you've got to have a look at those things. Uh, I've seen many situations where I've advised people to stay in the government funds, uh, and then deter- because and also remember the government fund also has an automatic increase every year, very sl- low at the moment because inflation figures are, sl- are lower. But when they've been higher, there've been increases of anything around about four or five percent. So you've got to have a look at that when you before you go and buy a private pension. 
from one of the um, institu- one of the insurance companies. Oh, okay, okay. Where, uh, what, where you are you situated, Ivory? Where are you? In what part of the country? In Northwest Province. Yeah. Look, your 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 bank your bank does have financial advisors who are all registered under FAES, the Financial Advisory Industry Services Act. They are responsible for giving you um, co- um, correct advice, and they will take you through it. And uh, yes, I, I think that's exactly what you should do. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. I'll do that. All right. Okay, Ivory. Th- okay, thank you so thank much you, for that call. Thank you so much for that call. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian, uh, just before I let you go, perhaps uh, your contact details for people yeah, to get in I, touch. I, I, yeah, I was surprised George said he couldn't get hold of me because we have been clearing my, my, my line um, every week. You know, we, we're all working remotely. But my office number is 011, or my radio line, 011 Zero one one double eight zero four triple eight for questions. Please leave all your numbers, your reason you're phoning from, because when I phone back and if I can't get hold of you, then I'll pass your question to someone in your region. Uh, so all the numbers, and I do take anything between seven to ten days to get back to people. All right, Brian, thank you so much again for today's segment. I think a lot that um, we have learned from there. So the power of the compound, that's really compound interest. Uh, That's really what you have to keep in mind when you're thinking about saving for retirement. So how far can what you have today get you in the next 25 to 30 years? You know, so you've got to take the long-term view. And if you're constantly withdrawing on some of those benefits, then you really lose out. You lose out on the full impact of what that compound interest can actually do for you. Okay, we're going to take some of the WhatsApp voice notes that you've been uh, sending through to the show so far this morning. And then after this, we'll get into our personal development session today.